there's I think coaches have a lot, but like biggest things that you see right now that need to change or progress the sport. I think that when someone goes under the net, like a hitter, or like massively and a blocker's landing, like you know, we get a lot of like, oh, they didn't, it didn't interfere with the play, or it wasn't dangerous. And I think to myself, how is that not dangerous? So I think there need, maybe should be like a double line or some line you can't go past. Because um, some, you know, some of these slide hitters go, I mean, two feet under the net and a blocker is doing a swing move and landing. So what if there was like a, some, like a hockey system? Like if you went far enough under, you were in a penalty box. Ooh. And you'd like, you would like, literally you couldn't play the rest of the set. It was like as soon as you crossed, like it didn't matter if you were near the ball a lot. You couldn't, you, like you're... You're putting someone's career in, in jeopardy. So maybe there's like a, a warning, and then a second one is, hey, you're in the penalty box. And then another one is like, hey, you, gotta, you get ejected. You can, you can handle the heat. Yeah. You can, you can handle the heat. Booyah, Michelle. Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G. Swiss to my left. Jokesy. Jokesy, how are we doing? Doing well. Good man. Before we get into it here, we have a special guest. I um, just want to give a quick shout out to allvolleyball.com. They literally have... Every ball, every volleyball known to man. They have every net known to man. Literally everything you need volleyball: machines, jerseys, socks, shoes. Doesn't matter. They have it. Oops for twenty percent off. Link in the bio. Now let's get into it. We're here, joined by a special, special guest in a special, special city. A fellow Rainbow Warrior, current head coach for the Pitt Women's Volleyball Program, the Dan Fisher. Dan, thanks for hopping on the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm um, I'm fans of both of yours. You Thank know, you. We, we, we and it's been fun getting to know you guys this summer, and um, and I appreciate all you're doing to help grow the sport. Absolutely, right back at you. And if you can see in his in his uh, computer back there, he's very busy looking at scouting and filming and whatnot there. But uh, uh, so, what's your schedule look like? Like it's preseason right now. What's it we're, we're in the thick of it, so we're most days we're we're having two sessions and uh, on a little break right now and. Um, just getting ready for the next. Good man, good man. I, I, well, I had a list of things that I, I want to talk to you about. The, if, the first thing for sure is what brought you to Pitt and what it was attractive to you about the school here um, that kind of, I guess, blossomed your, would you say, your coaching career is like where things have really taken off? Yeah, so I was, I was at the University of Hawaii, uh, Charlie's first two years. And after that, I got my first head coaching job at Concordia University in Irvine. And I think going, you know, the thought maybe there was, A, I'd love it and stay forever, or, you know, I, or I'd maybe get a Big West job or something kind of, you know, that, that was, I didn't really think I'd get a Power Five opportunity. And so the, what really, it was just great timing. We had, my wife and I had, you know, a three-month-old, and she was up for an adventure, and it allowed her to be a, a stay-at-home mom a little longer, and it was just you know, it was just a chance to coach in a power five in a city. You know, it wasn't in the, you know, the middle of nowhere. And so a lot of things were appealing about it. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know I'd be here 11 years later. So. And, and you, I mean, you grew up in California. Santa Barbara, right? Santa yeah. Barbara Galita. area. Right on. And so for those who don't know, that's like the heart of a lot of very, very famous volleyball players came from that area. Yeah. It's a lot of really high-level volleyball came from there. Um, what about Pittsburgh? I guess to, if you look at the program now, like it's would – you, would you be – would you agree that it's not even close to like where it was at when you first come here? I, th I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, I mean that whole process for you over over uh, that period. What was the biggest thing that you kind of from the start were like? This is gonna what's gonna be important for us in order to get to where we want to be. Well, I think the relationships number one. You know, just to caring for your team and 
players knowing that you're on their side and um, and then just wanting to outwork your opponent, you know, and, and having really high standards and, um, and a little bit of luck recruiting and and just every year trying to get a little bit better. No, no big secrets, just a lot of little things. What, what's the first big step? Like when you come into a program that's not as successful, right, and you've flipped it crazy, like what's like the first step, the first major step you take into flipping a program? I, I think the first step is establishing like – Hey, the non-negotiables, and for me, right. that's that's defensive effort. You know, you're gonna we right away. You're running some error correction, and you're going hard, and it's so it's, this is how it's gonna be. You know, and the, the other part of that was establishing so just the straight up effort, um, and then with that is establishing like, hey, we I believe in all skills. Like we're gonna be volleyball players, and the group I inherited had some some talent, but you know they had middles that had never served a ball in their life or dug a ball or so where it's like, no, we're actually, you know, just understanding that like we're going to lose points if you, if you don't get good at the skill. And, right. Um, so yeah, I think establishing the effort and then just es establishing the, the, you know, that you're going to train everything. And then what's like the biggest issue you see with a lot of like unsuccessful programs? Like what's like usually like a big issue that you see? Oh, this is very common. Well, I don't know that I've, I'm, I'm not in those programs. <laughs> so good man. Good man. <laughs> um, you know, I've been, you know, I think every team has its own dynamics. Um, you know, the, the players, um, you know, culturally, I'll answer this way. Yeah. Because obviously there's each, I could go down a rabbit hole of each, you know, like things I see technically if, from teams that aren't winning. But I think, you know, most coaches really care about their athletes. They don't go into it because they don't care about their players. Um, but I just, you know, whether it's a transfer I've had or just talking to some athletes, just, I get this feeling of, man, like you really think your coach doesn't care about you. And, Jeez. and, uh, and it's like, huh, that's too bad that you, you feel that way. Cause I'm, I'm just giving the coach the benefit of the doubt. They actually mm. do care and they want you, they want to see you do well. And so I just think losing sight of, you know, just losing trust, like losing sight of like, Hey, we're, we both want the same thing. And. Yeah, because they don't understand. Like the coach's job is on the line too. It's it's always, I it's I know the exact player that it's like when you hear stuff about coaches or negative stuff. It's like there's a reason they have a negative relationship with their coach. There's always a reason behind that. Um, but getting into also, you spoke about it briefly. You know, everybody knows pit volleyball is six two, um, that wave. I I'm biased though. I want to find out from you. Like, what are you looking for in a set? You're going out. You're recruiting. You're mm -hmm. in. You're at a tournament. What are you looking for when you're looking for your next setter? Bring yeah, in. we're at this point we're looking for the whole package, and you know we've done both. We've been in five ones, we've been in six twos, we've been in like a modified five two with a taller set in the front row. Uh, you know the women's game just with all the subs, it just leaves you with some bizarre options that I would never recommend or go into a season saying like <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. But um, you know, number one is location. You know we say hey, like, lead with location. Um, and you know, you know, Kamalani was who's an assistant now was one of those players where thought she'd probably end up being a, a libero for us, but she didn't have the strongest hands. She was she was short, but she bump set a lot because she didn't have strong hands. But you just would watch out of a hundred sets, you know, ninety five of them you could score on, and so you just go over a long period of time. She was giving her hitters the opportunity to score, so. Location number one, but hopefully at this point, uh, you know, we get everything matters. Good serve, good defense. Yeah. 
the what about like a, the presence on the court like how i don't know because there's there's negative presence and i and i see that even at the highest level it's like there's just a certain thing you watch a player you watch a setter and it's like what is it about a setter you think that makes people want to follow them or a player in general yeah i think um you know, I, I think you can lead in different ways. So I, it's, I don't think it's the same for for every setter, but I think there you you need to give off a vibe that hey, I, like I'm highly self confident. If I miss one, I, you know, like the hitter's not thinking that's happening twice. And then I think um, there's also like just this I this feeling that um, like we're in it together. You know that it's like that. It's not like uh, you know. I know like you guys are playing pro in Europe, and there's a little bit more of like big league your hitters and makes a big <laughs> demonstrative gesture like, "Whoa, that's a perfect set!" Like, you know, like, like, like if you're yeah, playing in Germany, I know, it, I know, I can picture it right now where it's like, okay, I so it goes right both yeah. ways. But I think what I mean, you can't be a pushover. You know, you like yeah. got to hold your ground when a hitters doing that for you, especially professionally. But I think it just giving off this vibe like, hey, like I'm like we're doing it like. It's collaborative. Yeah. No, I think that's the hardest thing because we work with young setters over summer too. So it's always, you have to be there, but it's so easy to see through people who like are faking it too. Yeah. Like setters who fake it, if they don't have it, they just, that's what I tell coaches sometimes. They like, they'll ask us just because we go and work with club coaches and we tell them like, if setters don't have it, they just, you can't force it out of the setters' lives. Like they can get out of their comfortable comfort mm -hmm. zone, but forcing them to be a certain way, a certain leader is very, really tough. Um, yeah, yeah, we force them to communicate a certain way, mm -hmm. but not like the style in which they lead is, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in, in terms of like the 6-2 more so with mm -hmm. your guys' system, is it something where like when you're interacting with other college coaches, do they kind of like like him and ha at it? Or are they like, no, that makes sense. And what for you makes sense at this point for you guys to kind of go to that direction? Is that something you want to do long term as well? No, I mean, not necessarily. We we have, especially we have a freshman class that's a, a little bit more physical than we've had. And so mm. I think down the line, we're going to be able to score more from the back row. But, you know, if you have a better block and you have three front row attackers that hit higher for a higher percentage, you know, than the back row, then it makes sense. Yeah. The, the idea, like, is, you know, is that you just have every row, you, like, you can side out easily and you don't have like a bad row defensively too. So, um, but in terms of other coaches, I don't, I don't think anyone, I, I mean, I don't know what they say. Mm -hmm. I'm not there, but, <laughs> um, I, I I've seen more, I've seen other coaches do it more lately. Um, but I think I probably get negative recruited with it. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably telling the middle, Oh, well, you're not going to, you're never going to work on slides at Pitt. Yeah. It's like, well, I, we still work on slides or, you know, like, yeah. Or they tell a setter, "Hey, you're only going to play three rows." Or you know, so I think that stuff happens. But, For sure. Um, but no, like we're we'll see. We're, we're we're duking it out right now. We we have some good setters on our roster, but we're we're still very open to a five one. With a five one, how come? If you run a five one, how come usually there's no D ball lot? Is it because they DS subs in, or is it like? Well, last year when we'd go to a five one, we we'd do it with Courtney Bezzera, and we'd set the D ball all the time. Okay. Um, oh, but yeah, some yeah. people do DS it and, um, but the, yeah, the, the problem with a bad five, one is it just turns into every ball is on four. And it's, so it's, um, uh, it's just, a, it's a big load on an outside hitter to, you know, for half the game to 
just swing against double block. Got yeah. you. Yeah, that makes sense then. No, with the five, yeah, I mean, with the six two, obviously, the biggest thing is like when people talk about the rules in the U.S. and obviously they translate over to international play. What is what's that balance for you? I guess as a coach, it's like okay, setting them up for you know professional season where there's six subs. It's international mm -hmm. rules yeah. versus like what. For you, obviously, you're you're looking to win, like immediately mm -hmm. and find the best roster. Like, but what is that balance? I guess for you, uh, when you are working with your athletes. Yeah, well, it's still working on it. Like I said, with slides, we work on them every day. So mm -hmm. if we ever go into a five-one, it's not a new thing. Um, and you know the I I think even though I've done a lot of six twos, okay, we it's been very very rare that we haven't had a six rotation outside hitter. So I would argue that a lot of our outsides are more prepared than a lot of other programs to play internationally because they've sure. learned to ball handle. Um, and so I think that's the bigger issue for women's volleyball going internationally is, mm -hmm. you know, all these front row only players that, that like, I mean, they can't, you can't play internationally if you can't pass. So. Yeah. Do you think, do you think because of the subs, like the, how many subs do you get in a match or in a game, I guess? In Fifteen. Level? Oh my god! <clears throat> and then men's get what four? No, six. 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 I I'm a little barrel. I don't pay attention. So I'm just <laughs> not paid. He does know many rules. So <laughs> so, do you think that negatively affects a lot of the the, the women going to play uh, overseas yes. international after? Yes. And so, hundred percent. Is it hard being a coach where you're like, okay, like I know this person is like maybe for the best of them, it's better if they go back row, but for the best of the team. I got to say, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to do it. We're going to do what it takes to make yeah, this, yeah. this team the best with these rules, but just making sure that we're we're still tr we're still giving them some rep. If they're not doing getting it in game, they're yeah. we're still working on it. And, and then is it the same in club, like where you see like a lot I think of these is girls, club like, twelve? It's twelve. Uh, some places, like I know high school is eighteen in California. For uh, years ago, it used to be twelve in women's volleyball. Yeah. Like when I was at San Francisco before I went to Hawaii, I was mm -hmm. twelve for a while. No, it's still uh, um, men. Uh, club is twelve, I think. I think it's back down to twelve. The, so uh, are, are they still doing it? Like, like uh, with the like the young like eighteen and under girls, they subbing them out like consistently. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. They're six two. Yeah, they don't let their outsides play. For you, like, obviously for in USA, they need to figure out the dang challenge system. The challenge is so bad with the TV cameras here. <laughs> with some, at least they're at the, at the college it. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not level. as good as the um, Hawkeye or whatever you guys are. But what yeah. is for you, I guess, something that you want to see change in the game, especially on the women's side, and also rules wise, that you would like to see? <laughs> um, there's, I think coaches have a lot, but like biggest things that you see right now that need to change in order okay. to progress the sport. I've had this conversation in passing. I guess we'll reveal it publicly mm -hmm. and tell me what you think. Okay, I think that when someone goes under the net, like a hitter. Or like massively and a blocker's landing. Like, you know, we get a lot of like, oh, they didn't, it didn't interfere with the play or it wasn't dangerous. And I think to myself, how is that not dangerous? So I think there need, maybe should be like a double line or some line you can't go past. Because um, some, you know, some of these slide hitters go, I mean, two feet under the net and a blocker's doing a swing move and landing. So what if there was like a, some, like a hockey system like if you went far enough under, you were in a penalty box, Ooh. and you like you would like literally you couldn't play the rest of the set. It was like as soon as you crossed, like it didn't matter if you were near the ball a lot, you couldn't you, like you're you're putting someone's career in, in jeopardy. So maybe there's like a a warning, and then a second one is hey, 
you're in the penalty box. And then another one is like, hey, you got you get ejected. When you say a hockey system, you can hit them. Boom. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't going that route, but I have, but I have thoughts about the other one that, that for me is silly is, you know, they, they went into, we can't pursue in college mm-hmm. or college women. women. Pursue yeah. like, you mean like pass the antenna? There's no pursuit. Gotcha. And it was, it was, um, when it was passed was at the height of like, we were learning a lot about concussions and it was like, Hey, this is going to make us safer. But I don't, I don't know that we had a lot of research about concussions on poles. I, I, I you know, right. I, I think it happened more from the ball. So I think it was just rushed through. And I know that all of our players that play internationally come back and get really frustrated that, um, that they don't use the international rules for pursuit. Yeah, no, it's, and it's, it's way more fun to watch. Like just blowing the whistle, I I'm never a fan of like more whistles. Right. I, that's just how I, right. I like doubles less. At the end of the day, if they're doubling it, then they're probably not a great set. It's, <laughs> probably, it's, it's probably not helping the hitter. Yeah. yeah. And so all that I think is important. Uh, like there's so many rules you can go through. Well, why is the women's game not? Why is the men's game adopted the uh, the international rules, but the women's hasn't? That's a good question. I, like for example, men obviously the liberos can't serve. Mm-hmm. Women's liberos can't serve. And the subs. Well, the idea for women, you know, I, I don't know the, you know, behind the, the scenes what was going on, but the idea is always, you know, participation. And so how do we get more women playing? And so the more, this more subs does get more girls in the rotation. Um, and the men, I think there's been a level of um, it's smaller. And the men's side has, you know, a lot of coaches that are involved with the national team. And, and so there's a thought in the men's side more of like, Hey, we're doing this to, for you know, this is our minor leagues for the national team or for international volleyball. And I don't think that's a thought process of most college women's coaches. Gotcha. They're not thinking about like, like, the, like for a lot of, for women's volleyball. Now, hopefully some of these pro leagues start changing that perception, but like just playing in college is the end point. Mm-hmm. It's from a, you hear about it a lot for football and basketball, but what is your perspective on everyone moving to the Big Twelve as a school in the ACC, or or the Big Ten, or the Big Ten? Well, yeah, Big whatever 12, the Big, bad, yeah. the, the Big Twenty. Yeah, I don't know how many. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, there's is there pressure from like on your part? You're like all of a sudden you're like uh, I d- I mean, you know I think we're trying to our conference is I think deciding if they're taking Cal and Stanford. I mean those are all things yeah. that happen so far above. You know my pay grade. Like I just think the, you know, I think it's just the reality is how much money's in it, and yeah, you know. But it's it, so it's just it is. I guess I'll do, what I'm saying is, it, it is I know. it I is know. what it is. You know, like this yeah, is yeah. where we're at. So it doesn't matter. Like if I'm nostalgic about the way it used to be, this is where the way the world is. And gotcha. And when there is an opportunity to make that much more money in another conference, I know that you know, presidents of universities are going to look at that. Got you. I, no, I was going to, I have two, I have two more questions. I know we're going to let you go here in a second here. One's serious. One's a little more fun. The, uh, I want to kind of veer more so towards your guys season right now, pit volleyball, 2023. What's it going to take? Like, what are the biggest things for you right now? Obviously you can't like see everything, but with this team right now, with this group right now, what's it going to take for you guys? Obviously, hoist the trophy at the end. Like, yeah. What are the biggest things that you guys are talking about as a staff right now to get to that point um, that this specific group is going to need other than the cliche things? Um, yeah, forward? as of today, I think we we 
need to serve a little bit better collectively? Um, or how are younger players, you know, how they progress throughout the season, how much better they get is going to be a factor. Um, you know, and then just a lot of individual, like, small things cleaning that we can clean up. The, the you know, the, co the collective effect of everyone ha elevating their games by a few things, I think is going to matter. Um, but mostly, like, man, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, we just lost Serena Gray and Courtney Bezzario, and I think people are going to be surprised. You know, we lose our best two offensive players of how good our offense is. And, and for you guys, when you're talking about uh, the, the young players and everything, like, what is it that the older players are going to have to do? Obviously, like, who knows, like, what, what lineup mm -hmm. you guys end up with and everything. Um, but what is it? that is going to be important for all those players and that i guess has been like a shortcoming for you guys in the mm -hmm. past that's gonna take you guys over the hump like in your eyes what has it been that is result in you guys maybe falling a little bit short and what yeah. is it that this group can well, do to yeah each player it's a little different but the you know we we'd like to hit over 300 this year we we've you know that would be so and so in our transition you know out of out of system branding of system. uh numbers uh, you know, we want that to get a little bit better. You know, mm -hmm. we've we think we have a chance to be better from the back row this year. We run a little bit more bix and some of the, that can help our transition a little bit. Um, but yeah, we we think we're going to be pretty. If we if we sort out our serving, we think we're going to be pretty beastly defensively. So um, yeah, figuring out how we can be you know hit for about twenty to twenty five percentage points higher would be that'd be big. That'd yeah, be, that'd be. Ginormous jump uh, without sacrifice playing aggressively, you know, yeah. without just you know, like now we're because we, we like to take big reps and take chances, um, so we don't want to just have a high per percentage because yeah. we're tipping every bad set, but exactly, um, but yeah, that's that's probably you know, offensively, okay, that's and that's the biggest thing, obviously, top team spike. And obviously, your global history guru, I, we got to know you this summer, got that, uh, understood that, I guess, uh, about you. I want to hear from you. I don't know how long this could possibly take. Maybe I want to see if it's off the top of your head. Men's and women's, six people on the court, all-time uh, U.S. rosters in your eyes. All-time? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's something that you have off the top of your head. Um, I mean, you, you probably got to go with Loy and Clay. Mm -hmm. But then you probably are putting Matt Anderson on the left, potentially. Other outside, um, I think you probably got to beat Karch. He's got to be your other outside. Yeah. Right? I mean, you got, How would Karch do it in today's day and age, you think? He would do fine. Oh, he's a minimum he, He's a minimum a libero. He'd find a way to win. Oh, yeah. Um, then, I mean, bro, you're using modern era. So, you're, so yeah, bro yeah. for the on the men's side. Um. I mean, Eric's probably, for sure, probably that, probably at yeah. middles. Um, I think Max is probably one of them. Other middle, like prime Max. Yeah, really prime. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Doug Partee. Okay. As your other one, from my high school, underrated. Okay. Um, it's a pretty good squad. Coach. Who do you want coaching that Dan team? Dan Fisher. <laughs> uh, coaching that team, we're going to hire Bernardino. Ooh. 
Can we not do that? No, you can do be, that. You can hire. Does it have to be a team. former USA? I mean, no, 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 it's your team. There, I mean, uh, there, we've had so many good coaches. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, pro- you probably got to say Hugh. Yeah. Well, or I mean, Doug Beal had a great run as well, but Hugh, you know, won one quad as head coach, one gold, right? Women's side, I would. I'm. Um, Women's is tougher. Women's is, is tough, a, yeah. but so many players. I just, I don't. I mean, I just think there's so many great players historically, but modern era. I just think in the last ten years, the physicality of the women's really. Mm-hmm. So you'd probably you're probably talking a, a lot about some current players. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if Who I would you take setting setter wise. Um. There's so many different who's, types of setters too. Yeah, I know. Who's who? Who do you? Who's yours? Well, I've always been something like when I build a team or whatever. Yep. Like I, I'm a little bit different. Our buddy Micah, like we always like mm-hmm. have different in terms of how we formulate a team. Um, to be honest, I mean, I'm like you said, I'm more recent too, and I have more knowledge of the recent mm-hmm. game. I would probably, I I do like Polter a lot. Yeah, like pulling from her. Obviously, she's already won a gold medal. Um. You know, somebody like Robin, her personality, like as a player, I've always like really liked, and she was there for a while. Yeah, um, so good. But in terms of, like the physicality of the team, she she'll, she 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 listens to this too. I, I like, think she'll... Robin's coming in on a dub sub. <laughs> yeah, on my team. Okay, I mean she's probably coming in for three rows and yeah, and do like, uh, but I you know it's close. Like I just I have so much respect for Alicia Glass's mm-hmm. like knowledge of the game and leadership. But technically, I mean, there's some that are. I mean, she mm-hmm. ran a pretty amazing slide. Um, is Jordan Larson in there? Like, would you I think she's in there. In there. Yeah, at this, I think at this point. Well, and she's. Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty elite passer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't know who. Um, the right side's tough. There's, there's, there's a, some pretty good ones right now on the team. That's the that's uh, the thing is like today's day and age, yeah yeah we're using we're re- yeah. running so much more from the back row yeah. right now um, it's impressive now how the D balls transformed on the mm-hmm. women's side um, seeing some of the opposites now they're just so physical yeah I want to say Karch told me that in the last Olympics both right sides for the U S women's national team had a higher percentage from D balls than Reds hmm. which is I mean that's got to be a first time ever. It, it, to be honest, it might have something to do with how teams defend. I don't know. I have to go look at how teams defend the D-ball. For sure. The yeah, they're pinching harder. Yeah. On, you know, so like, they're chasing more. They're not more. used to chasing like a good D-ball like, mm-hmm. so that adjusts how teams have to defend. So, um, But I know they're busy today. So Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Life of a D1 coach. Well, Dan, <laughs> we just want to thank you so much for hopping on the pod, my man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, guys, um, just again, another shout out to allvolleyball.com. Link in the bio. Oosh trims off. And just remember, you can't is, there a, is there anything oh, yeah. you, first of all, we always do, oh, yeah, you yeah. want to like plug, say about anything? Pit, obviously, come watch Pit Volleyball this year. But yeah, the, for the anyone local, we, we're trying to, September 3rd against Kentucky, we're trying to set an attendance record. So, Peterson Event Center. Gotcha. In the big arena. In the big arena. Okay. Uh, 1 p.m. Uh, oh, no, it's noon now on Sunday. What's the record? And what, you, what record trying to be? What's the number? Five thousand three hundred and something. So we're, if we can get gotcha. fifty-five plus six thousand, seven thousand, be great. Build it, baby. 
I love that. Uh, well, if you're in the area, if you're not in the area, make sure you fly out. Help, uh, help break that attendance record. Uh, just remember, if you can't handle the heat, gather the damn kitchen this thing. Another episode presented by allvolleyball.com. Thank you.